0: This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast, with Roscoe, the fanalist, and Suddy. Welcome back, welcome back. So, a uh, quick little change of plans, just me tonight. Uh, we are all working our day jobs again, which makes it a little hard to catch games, let alone do a podcast after it, so uh, we finished early enough that I was able to catch the game, so I'm just do uh, going to do a quick little recap for y'all. So, Leafs take on the Flyers, uh, history of not doing too well in Philly, let alone against Philly. Usually a pretty rough team, and the Leafs usually pretty... the opposite? But, uh, hey, this year we got a different makeup on the lines, and tonight no JT, so, uh, Nick Ritchie steps in on the second line, a lot of changes, so... Uh, it, uh, it was gonna be an interesting game. We also had Justin Hall making his return to the lineup, switching in for Travis Dermott. That made the defensive pairs uh, Riley Brody, Muzzin and Hall again, and Sandine with Lilligren, who have just been improving more and more every game. Uh, So, uh, I just mentioned them, so I have to mention them right off the top. Muzzin and Hall had a rough start. I mean, nobody on the team had a great start. I think we kept up the uh, pattern of not having great starts in the first period, but nonetheless, they ended it well, so... Can't complain too much. So, uh, Muzzin and Hall had a pretty rough start, a couple turnovers. Uh, luckily, didn't result in anything. Flyers drew some really brutal penalties. We had Claude Giroux just mm, making a mockery <laughs> of the Leafs and uh, the officiating. It just drew a couple bad ones. But uh, again, Philly was not good on the power play, and the fans let them know there were raining boos as uh, each power play ended as they were unable to score it was it was pretty hilarious I mean people complain about Leafs media and fans being brutal but 0-0 uh, game in the first period and you're booing the power play that's pretty rough especially for a team that going into tonight was 6-2-2 and so I don't know pretty rough uh, fan base if you ask me anyway we go into the second period and uh, William Nylander gets a pretty weird goal uh, crashing into the net with a pass from, I believe it was (laughs) Richie Man, he kicks... oh, I almost said he kicks it in So the puck deflects off of Nylander's skate Now after we've seen countless overturned goals and not overturned goals because of this kicking motion specifically the ones that blew my mind the other night uh from philip to where he kicked it twice and it went in the net with a skate up just defying all things we know or have come to know about this rule but uh nylander's goal on the ice is called no goal keith immediately challenges it twitter erupts uh just slamming philip to left and right <laughs> it's kind of funny uh so nylander's goal is allowed Leafs go up one nothing hail yeah nylander has been having uh a rough little go the last couple of games. I think while well, everybody else has been heating up, he's been on the lower end of it. But uh, came out tonight with two of them. First one was lucky, but uh, second one was just an absolute beauty in the third period. Uh, got one on the power play. This is, what's, there, 7 for 14 on the power play now. That's 50%. Uh, this team is now in the top 10 in power plays in the league, so... It's hard to agree with that when you're a Leafs fan because you know that that's based on them being good for a stretch and really bad for another stretch. And uh, we know what consistency is like with this team, but hopefully that's something we can maintain. Uh, Another change without JT on the power play, we had Nick Ritchie on the second line uh, as well as the um, um, first power play. So, and I'm going to go to a text here from Steph. It's a question that involves Richie. Uh, Did Richie do well with this promotion into uncharted territory, going to the second line in Power Play 1? Am I finally going to board the Richie Hater train? I mean, he had a good night, I think. He had an assist, he had, I think, five shots on goal. He wasn't doing some of the things that you want somebody with his size to do especially in front of the net Uh, there was one where um, Hart was able to make a pretty easy save I think it was even on Willie because uh, Richie got pushed out from in front of the net and somebody with that size you you really really um, expect them to be able to hold that position in front of the net and he did well on the other one that resulted in Nylander's power play goal so it's one of those things if he can keep it up then I'll be impressed but I'm still waiting for a bit of consistency. And uh, that actually takes me to another question from Maple Leaf fan. Um, We've been hard on Richie all year. He deserves some praise for his effort tonight. Some new Leafs fans won't get this next comment, but it was uh, not so many years ago where we were seeing four, five, six goals against a night. What a difference towards the end of the night last year and this year. You know, Okay. His defensive play has been pretty good. Um, it's the size that's that lacks from the rest of the lineup, I guess, that... I mean, I didn't notice a ton of it being used defensively, but I guess I wasn't watching for it either. Um, I was kind of more looking for what he was going to do offensively, but I guess next game I'll have to watch his, his defensive efforts. But, um, yeah, I, I'm still waiting to be impressed by Richie, but trending upwards instead of downwards, I guess, like my opinions of Engvall I still don't think he's playing well and I don't think tonight was really any different those guys are uh, a little annoying to watch Michael Bunting on the other hand has turned into uh what I called tonight a little Tucker-esque with uh getting really snappy I mean he's been called the little rat but not taking shit he got pushed around by Giroux uh who was just all over the ice tonight but He got pushed around by Giroux after a whistle and immediately tried to go at him. And, uh... Oh, I forget his name. It's hard without Fanalyst and Sothea here to remember names. Um, but, uh... Somebody stepped in between them there and and Bunting just... Ugh! It's a little rat. I love it. If he gets a little more offensive down the stretch here, I would start more comparing him to Darcy Tucker. But, I mean, it's not like he had that many goals, Tucker. Um... But, all in all, liking the play from everybody. We had uh, Andre Kasha with a beauty goal to uh, seal the deal tonight. Uh, really just something I was hoping for from the depth, especially in the absence of JT, was a little more scoring. So, it was nice to see some good play. I mean, Kampf with an assist on that. Kerfoot had a beautiful assist on Kasha's goal. Um, and Richie with an assist. So, hey. We're spreading the points out. That's something you like to see. Sorry, I'm just going to take a sip of water. So, hopefully uh, that gives a little spark to the bottom end. But at the same time, I hope it's not a spark that leaves Mitch Marner because he didn't score tonight or have a great night after his uh, pretty good streak there. So, uh, Leafs come out 3 nothing And... Tch, phew, Nothing uh, to be... Uh, sorry, what are my my words I'm looking for here? All credit should go to Jack Campbell for the, the zero side on the other end there. Um, I mean, Riley played really well, but man, the amount of shots on goal is over 30. I don't have it in front of me here, but uh, Jack just stood on his head tonight with 36 saves. Sorry, 36. My fantasy team loves you, Jack. Thank you. That put me at another shutout and another win brought my GAA and save percentage back Ah, oh, thank you buddy and uh oh yeah I guess as a Leaf fan thanks too for being an elite consistent goaltender that is something that we have not seen in a long time here in Leafs Nation and uh I don't think we were expecting to receive out of the trade for Jack Campbell which is something that we uh we kind of touched on with the LA game but uh man with Kyle Clifford and Jack Campbell coming the other way for uh, for Trevor Moore and a third, I think it was. Man, that, whoo-wee. Hoo. Kyle Clifford may not have panned out, but if the trade even was just Trevor Moore and a third for Jack Campbell, knowing what he was going to become, it's, uh, that's a steal. Steal. But, of course, Trevor Moore scores in the, other, the game the other night. <laughs> uh, tough one. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to keep this one pretty short tonight because I do have to get up in a couple hours for work. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break, go over my notes again, and we will be right back. All right, we are back. We're back. So uh, I'm just going to go to another question here from Twitter. This is from at Maple Leaf Fan again. This is, uh, hey guys, forgot to ask earlier. Um, Assuming for a moment there are no trades, Mikhaev comes back around the beginning of December. What does the lineup look like then? And more importantly, who comes out? So, oh man. I mean, assuming trades aren't a thing for a sec means we're also assuming that the salary cap isn't a thing, which is a little tough. (laughs) <laughs> to uh, imagine in this league at this day and age, but um, I will humor you slightly with that. So, mikhaev comes back. I don't think it's going to be a guaranteed slot back on the... uh th- oh, man. I don't think he's going to go fourth line, because that's been pretty solid. The second line's been solid. Barring there's no injuries, I think he's going to take Engval's spot on the third line. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, in order for that to happen, I know we said no trades, but in order for that to happen, I think somebody has to go uh, either Dermot or Hall, which, I mean, after tonight, if Justin Hall goes uh, his $2 million, somebody could take it. Really, the, Sandin and Lilligren have proven themselves to be able to take over uh, on the defense, on the offensive side of it, and we've got Brody and Muzzin, who are a decent shutdown pair, And Riley, who's a good two-way defenseman. So I I really don't think there's a place to have both Dermot and Hall fighting for one spot. I mean, it's annoying because if an injury happens, we're going to be stuck with somebody like Martin Marincin. But, ooh, Yeah, so if we're saying no trades, then sure, he just takes Engvall's spot. If we are saying trades, then this gets way more complicated. Ugh. So uh, we're going to take it to some news around the league. So we had a couple other games tonight. Was there anything exciting? Yeah, the uh, Predators be, are beating the Dallas Stars 3-2. I hope that holds out. I have Joe Pavelski in that game. Uh, who, if you were like me and grabbed him for your fantasy team, expecting him to have another great year, like last year with his 51 points uh, in a shortened season is—he's uh, not—not been there. He's got six so far, three goals and three assists. So, uh, anybody else who has him, let me know if you've dropped him because he's two hundred seventeenth ranked. And I have—he's the one that I keep looking at every time I want to drop somebody, uh, but I can't bring myself to with him yet. Uh, so, sorry, I, I was getting to uh, news here. So, the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, GM Murray uh, Bob Murray has resigned. A day after placed on administrative leave amid investigation into his workplace conduct. Uh, He plans to enter treatment for alcohol abuse. And, uh, you know, good for him if uh, he's getting the help he needs. Unfortunate that it started uh, affecting workplace environment because uh, from the sounds of the statement from the owners, uh, they seemed a little on the side of, you know, we're happy he's getting help, but that... mm, there, there might be more issues than just that. Maybe he was getting a little uh, aggressive and abusive with people by the sounds of it. So, uh, Hopefully the Ducks can move in a brighter direction. But this is just a part of the trend that we're moving away from a uh, league that tolerates abuse in all different forms. So hopefully this continues and more people are held accountable for the way that they have been treating players. Uh, this has come up a lot in the news with uh, Mike Babcock making his little tour of uh, of interviews trying to regain his place in the NHL. Uh, he still kind of refuses to comment on what happened with Johan Franzen, just saying, you know, if I made a mistake, I'm sorry, but I'm happy with myself. So, you know, we see different people of different ages handling being called out differently, so... We'll see how this all unfolds the rest of the year. I'm sure we'll have many more um, resignings or accusations that come out this year. It's going to be a a bit of a a me-too year for the NHL, and I think it's been a long time coming. And honestly, I don't think that Bettman and Daly are the people fit to handle what is coming. I mean, we've seen how badly they were handling and have handled and continue to handle the fallout of Kyle Beach's story. Uh, came out from rick westhead that they are refusing to provide any help to john doe too uh, who cannot afford uh, and doesn't have health coverage uh, in the states to get therapy for himself or his family which is extremely unfortunate and the nhl is very much in a position to just this is like you can't tee up a better pr situation than this for them after how badly They've been looked at through all this. Like, this is the one thing you could have just been like, here, we can throw a couple bucks. We got a bunch of them. And this will make us look a little better amidst all this. It's not going to save our asses, but it'll help. And they still failed this. I'm sorry, but if this happens again with one more team or one more player or one more ex-player or one more junior, like, (laughs) it's not going to get any better. They're not learning from this. We've, We've seen that. They've been... Called out by sponsors and advertisers for their response to this, like people expect more in this day and age for a response to this, like a two million dollar fine and and kind of wiping your hands of it and saying we're going to let the Blackhawks deal with the rest of it is just it's not good. And uh, I hope that the owners who these guys work for call on somebody else to represent them because they can't say it's you know a team's responsibility and not theirs because they represent the teams so. It's not the Blackhawks' job to deal with something that happened to somebody outside. Like, oh, this is so insane. And I just really hope that it's sooner rather than later that these guys are are changed out. It's just, it's like, how do you change out a commissioner in the middle of a season? And all this is going to keep happening over the course of the season. So, interested to see how the next one gets handled. Because there is going to be a next one. Mark my words, unfortunately. Um, Because we can't be naive enough to believe that Kyle Beach is the first person to experience this in this league, so it's sad, but unfortunately I think we're going to find it to be true, uh, it's just a matter of time, and we've already seen uh, another st- similar story um, of a cover-up of a sexual assault from a coach, I believe, in the, a minor league coach in the Pittsburgh Penguins system, and they have just opted to settle that uh, out of court. So you know, when it rains, it pours. It's it's going to keep coming. So, we'll see. We'll see. Ugh. So, looking ahead. I guess I should get back to the Leafs. Looking ahead of the Leafs' schedule. Um, because we're probably going to miss the game. The Leafs are going to play the Calgary Flames on Friday. Steph, unless you can jump in there. Um, so we're going to have Flames and Sabres Friday and Saturday. So hopefully on Sunday we'll have a recap of those games for you. It uh, should be interesting. I mean, the Flames have not been, uh, sh- not, maybe not off to a terrible start, but not off to what people would expect them to. I mean, what are they? So they're 7-2-3. Oh, they're better than I thought. They're right behind the Oilers. Oh, Canadian division sucks, eh? i got to look at the West more often. Uh, so that should be an interesting game. I guess we got Andrew Mangiapani who I have on my fantasy team Looking for him to score even if it's against the Leafs I need one and then uh, we get to see the Sabres who uh, we haven't seen yet saw Zykel cycle and uh, this new Feisty team that has fought their way to a, a decent start, but uh, since slipped to five five and two so we will cover those two games hopefully on Sunday uh, once I get a chance to watch them. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Roscoe. Uh, sorry for the late uh, or for the short show, but uh, I gotta get up early tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leaps Late Night. Your night of post game podcast available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Come <smart noise> on.